Alright, what's good y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. This is episode 40 and we got a pair of interviews with the future of Colorado football in two class of 23 quarterbacks in Cole LaCrue from Broomfield and Braden Dorman, the four-star quarterback from Vista Ridge High School. We hope you enjoy it. They gave a lot of insight. These were recorded a bit ago, uh, just to preface that, but you know, other than Braden Dorman going from a three-star to a four-star, not much has changed. And so there are high expectations for both of these players going into next year. And they are expected to be some of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback or quarterbacks in the state and the country as well. So hope you enjoy and we'll catch you later. I'm Cole Crew, and this is Playmakers Corner. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, and today we have a very special guest, you know, and uh, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, uh, where you're from, and what position you play, and what high school you play at. Uh, yeah, obviously. Um, I'm Cole Crew. I play quarterback. I'm a sophomore, and I attend Brimfield High School. Awesome. Thank you, Cole, for joining us today and uh, setting aside some time for us. So, uh we always start with, you know, um, these two questions about sports in general, because, you know, as athletes, we're kind of you know expected to be involved with sports throughout our lives and, you know, also enjoy them and love them. So I kind of want to get to know um, what is your favorite sports memory or experience while playing? This could be a specific game. This could be a specific play or this could be a specific season kind of thing. And this can be any sport, too, um, if you play more than football. Uh, yeah, so when I think of that, two memories like strike my mind. Uh, first one for football, um, I believe is when I it was in fifth grade and I won my first championship ever. And uh, it was a cool memory because there was this moment where I scored a touchdown and basically sealed the game. And I, you know, went to the sideline and just was, it was that moment where like I finally won that championship. So that was pretty cool. And then for baseball, um, we won a national championship my eighth grade year, and that was pretty cool to be a part of. And, uh, you know, being a national champion and having that recognition, that's always something really cool to have. So those are probably the two memories that strike me when I think of those, um, my favorite sports memories of all time. And obviously, if you're a Broncos fan, when we won Super Bowl 50, that was a pretty cool experience, too. Yeah, I was just about to uh, ask, what was your favorite sport viewing experience? And uh, yeah, as a Bronco fan as well, Super Bowl 50 is a pretty hard one to beat. Um, is there any other live events that you saw maybe or, you know, any other games that come to mind as well? Um, the national championship when Clemson defeated Alabama, when uh, Deshaun Watson hit the, I think it was like 10 seconds left. That was a pretty cool um, thing to watch because, you know, as being a college like fan, I lo- that was a really cool memory. And then the Villanova game when Villanova beat North Carolina. Um, on the like buzzer beater three, that was a really cool memory. Yeah, lots of iconic moments uh, this past decade to choose from. I actually remember watching that throw to Hunter Renfro um, in my room here, and uh, you know, like the touchdown happened, they kicked the PAT, the game ended, I turned it off because it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, all right. Oh, it was it was it was a crazy game. You know, <laughs> it was just back and forth. I think uh, I don't know who the starting quarterback for Alabama was at the time. It might have been Hurts. I don't think so, though, but um, it was just it was crazy to watch because Deshaun took some big hits that game, but he got popped back up every time and just, you know, did his thing. Yeah, absolutely. So but uh, 
thank you for sharing those and kind of transitioning uh, to you as an athlete. I want to ask, what was uh, your reaction to my evaluation of your game on that uh, request episode that I did? Um, it was pretty, pretty right. Um, you know, most of the stuff that I do, I, you know, I rely on my arm a lot and my athletic ability with my legs. Um, you know, there's one point where you said Big Ben-esque and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm a Big Ben type of guy. I feel like I could do more with my legs, but you know, the stats don't show it, but, um, you know, I felt like I was a pretty much of a dual threat. Like I could take off when needed, but you know, there was some times where I did big games and then I get called back. So not much I could do there. Just next year, I'll improve on those running stats and yeah, hopefully awesome. a lot more on my passing. Yeah, no. And, uh, I guess uh, I'll clarify a little bit too. Um, I, I meant big Ben asking like the way that it's really hard to bring you down. And um, I don't know if you remember this, but back in the day, back in like the mid 2000s, Big Ben could run and score a touchdown or two. Yeah, he that. used to be athletic, but now, you know. I'm not all... calling you old man, Ben. <laughs> I'd like to clarify that. But, yeah, uh, you're good. But yeah, no, I understand. And, you know, that's the whole reason of, you know, doing this interview is letting you clarify some things, let me clarify some things. But, you know, overall, uh, I had a lot of fun watching your tape. And, you know, I'm excited for when I get to watch a full season of your take too. Um, yeah, it always, it sucks that we don't, we only even, we were supposed to have seven games, but Erie canceled us week six, which that would have been a homecoming game for me because I transferred from there last year. So I, I was ready for that game. And then at like four o'clock, we get the phone call that, Hey, Erie's in COVID. So we're done. And, you know, at first I was like, dang, like that was a game I really looked forward to, but then it hit me, you know, we were conference champions and we were going to playoffs. So, you know, ultimately it would change my focus to that next week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Erie's season was very, very short. So, you know, the important thing is you guys got to keep playing. So, mm -hmm. exactly. So um, kind of talking about your your inspirations and stuff like that. Who do you model your game after? Like you watch a quarterback either when you're younger or you watch a quarterback now and you're like, that's who I want to play like or like. Uh, and this could be college or pro quarterbacks. Um, you know, when I was when I was younger, there was you know obviously Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel's tape, just watching him, that's a highlight reel. Like he just everything he would do was, you know, college Johnny. Let's let's clarify that. Not not NFL Johnny. Clarify like <laughs> college Johnny was one of the most exciting quarterbacks to watch. And um, but nowadays, you know, I, I like I really like Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Just the way he throws the ball, the way he can escape the pocket, and his athletic ability is something where I see that I have similarities to, in a way. And so that's that's one of the guys that I can um, kind of relate to. And then also, you know, Kyler Murray. Just the way that that guy is the most athletic ability I've ever seen as a quarterback. But you know, his height ultimately downfalls him, but. It, it shouldn't really matter. That guy's just a star quarterback. Yeah, all those quarterbacks that you named, uh, you know, including college, Johnny Manziel, were all very electric, you know, big play threats every time. And, uh, you know, I think that's something that you share with them is, you know, you could either huck it down the field or get the yards that you need to get, you know, with that uh, first down capability and just knowing where the chains are and stuff. Um, yeah, you know... <laughs> Simon's going to be kind of sad because he always loves the chance to talk about Kyler Murray. He actually played against Kyler Murray back in high school in really? Texas. So, yeah. Um, so he's seen him firsthand and he he loves talking about it. And, uh, you know, I'm very I'm very familiar with Kyler Murray on this podcast as far as, you know, it's just like 
because you know when you see something up close you can see like the little snippets throughout so i have to double back to simon and see what he thinks about that but yeah uh those are all dynamic quarterbacks and good ones to look up to yeah i remember watching kyler play at the texas game when they played texas i was watching then uh, the way that i think they were down like 14 or something there's like three minutes left he runs it for 80 yards down the field and no one even touched him i'm like how does that guy do it but you know his game what talks for it so absolutely and uh speaking about you know game and uh kind of things that set you aside from other quarterbacks in the state what are two to three things or skills that you do differently or uh, that separate you from the rest of the pack of Colorado quarterbacks? Um, first off, I, I, I hate losing. Like that is, I think you talked about it, like, and I, I really liked it, but um, I, I, I put myself as a winner. Like any, there's no point in the game where we're out of there, no point where they're out of it. I just, I'm going to put them down and um, I'm going to ultimately try and levitate my team up to that win. And um, I believe I did that this year, even as a sophomore. I took my team and I made our offense something it hasn't been in the past. And um, just you know, my mindset is kind of like kind of like John, how John Elway used to. You know, if you had John Elway as your quarterback, you were never really out of the game. So that's kind of like how I model myself is that we could be down by 14 with five minutes left, and I'm tr- going to try and find a way to you know hopefully get us back in and win the game. Um, two, I, I think I have one of the. I think I have the strongest arm in the state, if I'm going to be straight up. I, I The way I throw the ball with my arm, I feel like no one else can. You know, there's ultimately other guys like Braden Dorman, who I train with for Jenkins. He's a star. But, you know, I'm not going to downfall in this game. He's, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen firsthand. Um, I just feel like my arm is one of the best in the state. Um, and then ultimately number three, um, I think the way my athletic ability can, you know, you know make some plays that most other guys can't. And um, baseball helps too because there's some throws where I've been training this offseason where it's moving to my left and throwing sidearm or it's me making the Zach Wilson pro day throw. It's all those type of throws that I've been training. Because in the game, you're not going to get a clean pocket where you're three-step three sitting back there for 10 seconds and then ultimately ripping it. You're, you know, you're ultimately going to have to adapt. And so that's where I, I think my game is different from most, ki- from most quarterbacks is that I can adapt and make plays like – just happen and so that's where i think i excel in the state nice yeah and th- those are all things that you know i your arm did jump straight off the film for sure you know you're able to really rocket it down those sidelines and just down the field in general and um yeah i'm glad that you brought up we actually had Braden Dorman on the show uh, a couple weeks ago so um maybe we could release those interviews uh pretty close to each other but we'll be watching you guys for sure for the next few years compete but um kind of talking about um you know I'll, I'll just i'll talk about uh last season a little bit filling our listeners so you already said it, you guys were conference champions right uh i believe you entered the playoffs at five and one right no we were five and oh five, we, and, oh. five yeah, and oh yeah and then we lost to love in the first round okay yeah i'm not sure uh where they counted that loss um, so five and zero, and so undefeated season. You know, a shortened season, but still an undefeated season. Um, I was a part of undefeated season at Arapo back my junior year, and there's nothing quite like it. Where it's like, wow, we really didn't lose a regular season game. Um, mm. So you know, you got to be ecstatic about that. And then you come into Loveland in the very first round, who eventually wins state at 4A. So you know, as far as 
you know, getting a good look at what a championship team looks like firsthand and seeing an overall just really well-rounded team. You know, you got to see that really early. Uh, Loveland, you know, you guys, I think had a smaller deficit against them, 28 to 7, than they had in the eventual championship game. So, you know, you have that to kind of bolster your confidence. And, you know, you've seen they faced a lot of good teams. They faced you guys on the way. They faced Dakota Ridge, who we just did a spotlight on recently. Simon did. And, you know, they're always a perennial powerhouse with their defensive style. And, you know, they also faced off against uh, Palmer Ridge, right, who had Luke McAllister, who's at CSU. You know, so you see, you've you seen all of this talent firsthand as only a sophomore. You know, you started, I guess, like, how does that last game, you know, that first round playoff exit impact your focus this offseason? And uh, what lessons did you learn from this last season watching all of these great teams and seeing what it takes to kind of elevate to that next level? Um, you know, so being a sophomore last year, I had a ton of seniors. So ultimately, I'm, my goal this season is just to be the leader of the team. You know, I'm, I'm kind of was handed the keys of the offense and now I'm going to, you know, hopefully levitate my team all around and be that kind of older presence. That guy's been there and, you know, take us to the next level. And um you know, because last year, there, my most of my team was, you know, we had mostly junior or seniors. I'd say seniors and juniors. And so, you know, being the sophomore quarterback, who and like I, I didn't even start the first game. I got pulled in after two drives, and then the rest is history. Um, so I kind of was quiet. I let the other guys talk this year because you know I feel like ultimately I gained the respect over the season. But at first, like I feel like I had to earn that, and so I was quieter. And um, so. That that was um, something that I'm gonna work on, but I'm glad you brought up the Loveland game. So when so in the Loveland game, I actually got a concussion in the fourth in the fourth quarter, and um, at the time it was a 7-14 game, and so we were we were actually in my opinion we should have won the game. We were driving, it was seven seven, and my running back fumbled the ball at the five, so that, that was tough. And then Loveland scored, and then I went on and drove down the field and. Um, if you look at my film, it's kind of you. You kind of talked about it. It's like when you're just like running around in the sandbox. So I, I just I was making that kind of play, and I got a late hit that didn't get called, and I got a concussion on that play. So I got pulled, and then we ultimately lost the game. And so my focus this year is just you know be stronger and um, be smarter. Also, like I I can't take those hits. I gotta make sure that that doesn't happen. That way, I can stay in the game for the whole game and try and do what I do with my um, my kind of clutch gene, I'd say. Um, and then, watch, so I talked to Luke McAllister um, quite a bit, and so I'm trying to just get in his mind and what a college quarterback is doing, because he has a chance to start at CSU as a freshman, which is nuts. Um, so just see what those kind of workouts are like and see what the college life is. So that's that's pretty cool. And, um, you know, D Dakota Ridge is always tough. They, they kind of had it out for us this year because I think we beat them last year in, for the state semis. So we were ultimately really looking for that um, matchup this year, but it didn't happen. So hopefully next year we get it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I appreciate you sharing that, especially, you know, um, as, as a younger guy, it really is hard to, you know, say like, this is my team. And you said that you were a transfer as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how do you think that impacted? This is a little off script here, but... Um, do, do you think that kind of came into play too, where it's like, okay, I'm at a new school and kind of what was that transfer process like? Like, did you have to do certain things to be able to play by the fall or something? 
Um, so no, I moved from, um, so my dad and mom were separated and my mom moved to Broomfield. And so I just decided I was going to go live with her. And so, um, Chasa said I was eligible. So that was pretty cool. But, um, being a transfer at a new school with my teammates at first, it, it was not fun. You know, I, I, the first practice I was coming from a baseball game. So I basically showed up in baseball uniform. So I got crap for that. But, um, you know, then I let my game just do the talking. So that first summer, I was really, I was kind of like a quieter kid and I didn't say much. And it was a weird summer too. We didn't get full workouts. We didn't, I, I wasn't able to show what I could do in pads and stuff. So it was just, it was a weird thing, a weird, tra- a weird year to transfer, I'd say. But um, I'm lucky that I got my opportunity to shine in the Monarch game. And I, I just showed to him that, you know, I'm, gonna i'm glad i'm here and i'm glad i can help you guys win um i wasn't even supposed to start though also crazy part because we had a we had a senior uh zachary capuchin he moved to georgia because he thought we were gonna we're gonna have a season so it was me and this really good junior bodie hogan um going against each other and um you know so i i it, it was just it was a good ex- good thing that i showed them what i can do or else i'd probably not be doing this interview right now with you guys yeah i was about to say you know uh, COVID at the same time that it takes away, it kind of gives opportunities to other people, you know, so that quarterback, you said he went to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. He went to Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So, and I've heard lots of stuff about that this year, you know, quarterbacks going over state lines to try and play football. And then Colorado, uh, I coached in the fall, uh, for Greeley West. So it's like, uh, we're having a season. We're not having a season. We're having a season, you know, that back and mm-hmm. forth was definitely really confusing, um, on Colorado's part, but you know, at the end of the day, like you said, um, we get to sit here and uh, chop it up and talk football. So grateful for it, you know, even though it was short, but uh, leads to a lot of opportunities down the, down the road. So including this season and, you know, another one. But um, kind of so thanks for addressing that uh, transfer thing. I was very curious. And you said Erie, too. And they had um, we did a breakdown on their quarterback who was a freshman this year. Like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very talented team all around too. I coached against them and Mason Vive, who's going to CSU. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool knowing those guys last year. It just Erie wasn't the place for me. Yeah, and just fair. I didn't really blend in there. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, and you got to find your home. But uh, I guess, um, what are some resources that you're going to be using um, to improve as a quarterback this offseason? You already talked about uh, Jenkins Elite, I believe is something that you're doing right now um how's that going or are there other things that you're also doing at the same time yeah it's uh cool um coach jenkins is a really good offense or really good qb coach and you know he's tuned me up because last year was technically technically being my first year playing quarterback because my whole youth i basically was just put in the spotlight to get the ball and so last year is where i just i decided hey i'm a quarterback and so going to him he's really refined my game he's made my throws much quicker which I still need to work on. Um, he's made my footwork 10 times better. Like he, he teaches me stuff that if I didn't go to him, I still wouldn't know. Um, and he just, he, he was a kind of a cool, he's a really cool dude and coach. Um, and then I do seven on seven with um, Performance Empire, which that's kind of a new thing. That's uh, run by two um, kind of NFL guys with uh, Tanner Gentry and uh, Joe Parker. And so they're, they're cool. Um, but, you know, Jenkins ultimately is for me to improve as a quarterback. And so that's something that's really well. Um, something for resources that I use is um, 
uh jenkins runs like a, a scouting program i'd say like so something so they could push my film out so that's helped me a lot and then just having um kind of guys uh, write up about me like prep red zone and uh, that's really getting my name out there and um so hopefully this upcoming season um i can have a couple offers under my belt so that's the goal yeah and i appreciate you sharing that uh you know especially uh younger listeners you know they're going to be trying to figure out how to do all that stuff too so um thank you for sharing that and kind of jumping back towards back to the game you already talked about you know um and I'm glad that you brought up the footwork thing as something that Jenkins helped you work on because you said that, you know, you were just getting the ball and you can kind of see that as like, you know, your running kind of style too. Um, when you're a running quarterback, you know, or super athletic, it's like, well, I'll run and then create my space first. And the footwork is really different as a ball carrier versus a quarterback. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. But anyways, um, you already talked about you're going to focus on getting tougher, getting stronger for this upcoming season. Uh, but what are some other areas of focus that you're working on this off season to prepare for next season? And um, what do you, what are some of your goals for this upcoming season? Um, so first thing that I'm going to work on is making my release quicker. Um, I think if I get my release faster, that that'll heavily improve our quick game and heavily improve um, just uh, the ball getting out of my hands. Um, I'm going to improve on getting faster. Uh, that's, been my top goal right now is just getting faster and stronger so the weight room and then the field work so that's gonna ultimately help uh, out my game this year and then just being in the film room constantly seeing watching film three to four times a day and just seeing what opens up what's not there what can we work on um so that's just some of the stuff that uh i believe i'm gonna work on this season and then all of my pocket presence, like, because you made a point about this, kit and like Phil, this year, kind of when I saw pressure, I'd immediately just go to my athletic ability and try to get out of there. But, you know, after watching film in this offseason, you know, there's a couple times where if I didn't tuck it and run, and just stepped up in the pocket, I had, a, I think, two or three posts down the field that I could have hit for a touchdown. So just those opportunities I'm going to work on. And then um, just uh, progressing through my reads is another one where I'm going to go one to two to three to just help improve that. But um, this year I kind of was going one to two and then, okay, now let's just figure something out is what I kind of did. So just working on that is going to be really like helpful. Absolutely. So, and it sounds like you're well equipped to do all that. You're talking about getting into the film room and that's where you make the mental strides, right? Is you see what you need to do in the film room, see like what it's supposed to look like and then, you know, go back to the field and execute it. So you have a good plan for that. And um, I guess what, what is your goals for Broomfield high school football this upcoming season or, you know, even beyond that, what are your goals for high school football? Um, ultimately, is win a state championship this year. Um, we have a lot of guys returning that um, saw the field last year. And, um, you know, I think our offense is going to be really good this year. We're returning basically our whole offense, just a couple of key offensive linemen. But we've got younger guys that are going to step in there, hopefully, and uh, do their job. And um, so I think our offense is going to be really, really good this year. We're returning Josh Dunn. Um, Tristan Cotto, Don Bustamante, and then we have this uh, transfer who didn't wasn't able to play last year, but is a like really good receiver and uh, DJ. And so I think our offense is going to be really, really electric last year, this year. And um, we have a chance to win state, and um, hopefully we can do that. And um, um, and my goals for high school is to get you know obviously get the ring, 
But uh, another goal of mine is to, you know, make everyone a better football player in my with everyone around me. And um, I kind of want to mentor the younger guys so that way when I'm gone, they can take over and act like nothing happened since I'm not there. And so that's something I'm, I'm going to strive to be and um, just um, work on uh, not work on, but like just gaining brothers and family that I can talk to for the rest of my life is something that I think will be really cool that high school football offers. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, those relationships from football, they uh, they're nice to have. And, you know, those are guys that, you know, that that'll have your back. Right. So that's it. I, that's a good goal that no one else has really brought up uh, is just focusing on those relationships with other players. So I appreciate you bring that up. And um, yeah, the rest of those are are solid goals. So, you know, and I, we'll be rooting for you as well as, you know, just seeing lots of good games. Just want to see improvement. And uh, I think that you have your head in the right direction for that. So now that um, we're kind of getting towards the end of the interview here, I just want to give you a chance. You know, you've already kind of talked about it a little bit by shouting out Jenkins and, you know, some of your other players as well. But I wanted to just give you a chance for shout outs, you know, whether it's uh, family, friends, coaches or other players that you haven't had a chance to mention who've been helpful to your athletic or academic career. Um. First off, uh, my head coach is uh, my head coach, Blair Hubbard. Um, he really um, has been very supportive and um, very, very good coach for me. He's been he he changed his whole playbook just for me. And so he's a really good players coach. Um, and then a shout out to just my parents, um, my mom for, you know, raising me and my brothers now that my dad's gone. And then just a shout out to my dad for everything he taught me from um, youth to, uh, up to this point and uh, just being my number one fan. And um, just my friends and some of those guys, um, everyone who's had my back through this uh, time, it's been very helpful and um, I th I'm thankful for all of them. So just a couple of those guys. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, we just really like to drive in here at uh, Playmakers Corner that to utilize your support systems and it sounds like you have and you know that you've had a good support system so i'm excited for you know it you know it's nice that the playbook is kind of built around you and i'm excited to see it expanded too you know as mm -hmm. you progress as a quarterback and as a player well thank you cole for uh joining us thank you for all those shout outs and you know we wish you the best of luck going forward not like you need the luck because you have plenty of skill and plenty of drive to go where you need to go but that does it for this interview on playmakers corner uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook even, and check out our YouTube where we're going to start posting more interviews and stuff like that and continue listening to our episodes. You can also listen to Cola Cruz episode, you know, which was a request episode. I believe that was request part, um, you know, let me double check, request part 18 for Cole's full breakdown and uh, just continue following us on anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I've been Cody Stoffer and peace. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Cody Stoffer, and I'm joined here by Simon and a very special guest. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself, where you're from, what position you play, and uh, why you're on the show. Uh, hi, my name is Braden. Braden Dorman. Um, I go to Vista Ridge High School here in Colorado Springs. 
And uh, these guys were nice enough to allow me to be on their show, so I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> well, thank goodness you got requested and we got to watch your film. That was a lot of fun to watch. But uh, <laughs> something that we like to do kind of just to get to know you as like a sports guy and as a football guy, we, we like to ask these two specific questions where uh, one of them is, what is your favorite sports memory or experience while playing? So this could be you know, a specific play, it could be a specific game. And it doesn't have to be limited to football, but just like, what is that one play where you think like, oh, like this is why I love to play sports or whatever? Um, man. I mean, it's probably my first varsity touchdown. I was against Windsor my first year when I was a freshman. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like the best, prettiest touchdown, but I mean, it's my first varsity touchdown. And for me, it kind of just like gave me some confidence rolling into the next game. Cause that first game, was obviously not my best game. Um, that first year was my first freshman varsity game, so I was kind of nervous and everything. Um, but just getting that one uh, first varsity touchdown kind of gave me that confidence rolling into the next game. So nice, nice. That's that's good to hear. And yeah, scoring that first touchdown, there's yeah. not a lot of feelings like that. So mm -hmm. and then kind of transitioning just a little bit as a, I'm assuming you're a sports fan oh, to yeah. some extent. So what is your favorite sports viewing experience? This could be a game that you went, you know, you got tickets to, you went and watched live and it was really crazy. Or it could be, you know, you were watching at home from the TV and it was still crazy or something like that. Um, For sure. Uh, probably the uh, LSU and Kentucky game. I can't remember when it was, but it was one of my birthday presents and it was, we watched it in Death Valley. So, and they back, back when they had Tyron Matthew and all those guys. So it was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, being there as such a young kid, I just... I was like, man, I really want to do this one day. So, hey, ain't nothing looking like some uh, at some LSU football to get motivated to go to that next level. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, I'm gonna pass the torch over here to Simon, who has some questions for you. Yeah, man. So, hope you're doing well. Um, first things first, I gotta give a little shout out here. So, I actually am a teacher over at D49. I teach in uh, Falcon, actually, and oh, I God. believe there's a couple of uh, your teammates who went to Falcon Middle School, the school I taught at, and they had my teaching partner. I want to say Justice Lalu. He's one of your linemen, I want to say, and yeah. he's uh, he's out there for sure. And so, mm -hmm. I just had to give a quick shout out over there. All right, yeah. but. <laughs> all that being said let's talk about your game so and i guess uh what we talked about specifically so what is your reaction to our evaluation of your game did you get to listen to that and all that yeah uh-huh yeah for sure i know i i really enjoyed watching i know my dad i'm not watching listening obviously but i know my dad listened to it as well um but you know i think you guys are pretty experienced with what you guys do so it was nice to kind of get you guys' viewpoint so yeah <clears throat> Yeah, man. Um, for sure, we appreciate that. I've, <laughs> we've actually been getting a lot of uh, requests for you since I think our top five quarterbacks in the top five senior quarterbacks in the state list mm -hmm. are released, and a lot of them were mentioning your name, even though you were a sophomore and whatnot. But even before then, you know, obviously, you know, I'm around here in the Colorado Springs area, so I've definitely am familiar with your game and have seen a couple of highlights here and there. So mm -hmm. yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, so with all that being said, then, you know, who do you model your game after? Is there like a specific athlete or quarterback that you really look up to and are like, man, that's, that's kind of like the style I'm aiming to go to. Obviously, you want to be your own man, your own person, your own player. But is there any quarterback or quarterbacks who you feel like you really try to model your game after? 
Yeah, there's a lot. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is one. I feel like my my bill is kind of like a Trevor Lawrence. Um, I kind of just feel like I play like him the most. Um, but some other quarterbacks that I kind of aspire to be like, obviously every quarterback wants to be like Tom Brady. I mean, the greatest quarterback of all time. But uh, I like I for me, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite quarterback in the NFL as of right now. I just love his style of play, being able to like make plays off platform, making every single throw. So. For me, that's just like really important, and I really like Aaron Rodgers' game style. So, all right, interesting. I don't know if we actually said this on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure one of us, either myself or Cody, said this um, at some time. But I think we compared, you know, some of your, I guess, gameplay to Aaron Rodgers being able mm-hmm. to throw at different angles and you know fit the ball in different places. So that definitely makes sense. So, mm-hmm. all right, then. yeah. But um, moving forward, though, what are two to three qualities, in your opinion, that separate you from other quarterbacks, not only in the state, but in the country? Um, For sure. Uh, my leadership probably is number one. I mean, my freshman year, I was definitely kind of nervous on the field. I was, you know, starting varsity and I was having to take control of 17 and 18 year old kids on the team that, you know, would not want to listen to a 14 year old kid on the field. So for me, that was kind of hard. But this sophomore year, I think. I really kind of took a hold of that, and I think these guys kind of followed me. And uh, I just for the for these guys, I mean, I have such great players on my team that, you know, for them it's even hard to like listen to anybody. But they did a really good job this year and kind of followed me. Um, my second is probably my grit. I mean, when stuff gets tough, I'm not the first person. I'm the first person to uh, kind of get everybody motivated. I think, and uh, you know, kind of get them going again and uh just keep persevering through whatever situation um and last uh uh, probably you know um putting in the work in my own time and especially with my uh teammates i mean they they put in so much work in the off season as well and uh it's easy for me to say hey can you guys meet me at vista or whatever field at this time and they're always showing up uh as long as some of my coaches so for me i just think it's mainly the leadership and grit abilities so all right then well those are all good things we want to hear and i'm sure those are always great things that coaches and uh college coaches want to hear as well and you know that definitely goes a long way obviously you know uh we released our arden walker interview well i, I don't know when we're going to release this one but we released it as of today we released it on friday and uh we got to actually interview a bunch of those cherry creek boys we have four or five of them on dock actually and Uh you know they all said the same thing you know it's about working hard being tough and putting in those extra hours and holding everyone accountable not just yourself so that's always good to hear but with all that being said you know we're going to kind of talk about the future here so cody if you want to take it away yeah so and like simon said you know we have plenty of advice from a bunch of two-time state champs you know at that 5a level and they all said like we got together and worked out, you know, and yeah. worked on our game. So that's a great thing to have. And I like that you talked more about, you know, kind of stuff that you don't really get to see as much as far as like qualities that separate you from other quarterbacks. Cause you know, we have a lot of guys who come on here and they talk about, you know, I'm good at like this form or like this throw or this technique. So it was nice to, it was kind of refreshing even to hear kind of a different, you know, not something that we can see in game kind of angle. Cause we already talked about that on the episode, mm-hmm. so um, like to hear about that leadership and grit. And man, what a trifecta of quarterbacks to be looking up to. There's, 
you can't get too much better than that really talking about the modern game lawrence brady and rogers so um i I bet your coaches are pretty stoked that those are your models as well but (laughs) um just kind of briefly talking a little bit about the future you know um uh, we, we've seen your Twitter and your Instagram. You are a highly toted prospect as an underclassman. You know, you have offers from all over the country already. And I guess, uh, what are some things that have helped you navigate being so highly toted as an underclassman? And how have you uh, balanced that with still having a couple of years of high school left? I mean, uh, for the offers part, I mean, I can't. Uh, I would not have any of those without my teammates. Uh, you know, I know a couple other of my teammates, they, those guys are receiving some big looks too as well. Um, so for that, for me, not only does it help, you know, me obviously, but like it really helps my team and I'm glad I can help some of those guys hopefully have um, an experience at the next level. Um, so me being so young, it's kind of hard because you know, I, I can't really make it. De- well, I mean, I could make a decision right now, but I think I'm just going to wait till probably next year, the year after. Um, but right now, I'm just, you know, going day by day, um, working with my guys and uh, really just not even focusing on that right now. Just focusing on um, football or Vista Ridge team. So that's what's going on right now. Hey, that's that's a good thing to keep in mind. And I guess just like um I guess how hard is that to kind of ignore and stay focused? Is it do you find it like kind of easy to like live in the moment, or like do you find yourself thinking about the future, you know, just whenever it comes up? Yeah, I mean, you only get one high school career, so for me, it's pretty easy just to like let it go and put it to the side for right now and just focus on, you know, my team and my guys. Um, so yeah, it's it's just, it's honestly not that hard just to like put those things aside because honestly, it's not all about me; it's about my team right now. So. Hey, that, that's great to hear. And, you know, we, we can get back to talking about the now, actually. Well, it, yeah, it's basically the now. I guess, what is something that you are going to make a point of working on this offseason? Um, definitely my mobility. I'm definitely not the fastest guy, um, you know. So uh, I know my coaches wanted me to work on that as well. So right now I'm going to ground up. You know, shout out to those guys. Um, those guys are just probably the best. Um training facility as far as getting you faster and more um having more agility as well so i've been going to those guys um right now but i had basketball so right now i'm not going to them as much um but you know for sure my mobility and pocket movement as well as uh you know reading defenses i know i was able to um i know a part in the podcast you guys had you guys said that like i was eliminating or just uh looking at one guy but a part of our offense um, is what I do is I eliminate my progressions based on what the defense is doing. So, like, if I see one corner is, like, 10 yards back, I know that my guy on the outside is on the same page as me, going to run, like, a little five-yard hitch to move the chains. Um, so it's all about kind of just reading the defense and giving or uh, taking what the defense gives us. So that's a big part of our offense. Hey, we appreciate you clarifying that. That's the whole reason that you're on this show, you know, is to talk about, you know, and kind of give your story behind things. So I appreciate you sharing that for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, those are all great things to work on, you know, especially that explosiveness. So looking forward to maybe a dual threat, Braden Dorman, you know, who's going to tear people up with his legs. That'd be really <laughs> yeah, exciting. That. So, <laughs> well, and you talked about uh, the ground up, I believe is what you said. Yes, working sir. on like explosiveness and speed. And that mm-hmm. kind of perfectly segues into my next question here, as far as what are some resources that have, 
helped you become such a good high school football player. You know, you've talked about your teammates and doing that offseason stuff. You talked about ground up and your coaches a little bit. So I guess like how have they been so helpful? And then what are some other resources that have maybe helped out as well? Man, I have so many people that have helped me out. Um, it's going to be hard to name all of them, but obviously, you know, ground up and Mike and Jordan over there. I, I love those guys, man. They they really have a great attitude every time you're there. Um, Tim Jenkins at Jenkins Elite and Coach Holland. I mean, I've been with those guys since day one, and I, I can't thank them enough for, you know, just sticking with me and being there for me. Um, they're honestly the best best quarterback training uh, uh, company or whatever in, in the entire nation, I believe. I mean, they just do a tremendous job. I mean, my coaches at Vista, Coach Colley, Coach V, you know, all, all those guys on our staff. I mean, they've, they, with recruiting as well, they've helped me out so much. I mean, it's going to be hard to repay them one day. Um, my parents, obviously, they, they've helped me out with, you know, money, time, and effort. That's that's something that's never repayable. Um, and just just my teammates as well. I mean, they, they believe in me. I believe in them. Um, it's all going to be about, you know, working together as a team this year. So I'm excited for these guys. Hey, we appreciate all that insight. And, you know, we've... We've seen or covered quite a few Jenkins Elite quarterbacks throughout, you know, our by the by the time this episode comes out, probably over 30 episodes. But um, so it's nice to get that insight and, you know, get that inside opinion as far as how helpful they are. And, you know, for Mm -hmm. someone who's still in the process rather than a lot of quarterbacks that we've covered that are kind of coming out of the back end of the process, more or less. But uh, now that I've asked some questions about that, uh. Simon, if you want to pick up the baton once again. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to bring it back to this last season and kind of talk about this last season a little bit here. So I'm going to go ahead and um, bring up the schedule and then talk about these games and the scores. And then we'll have you react to some of that. So uh, all together for a COVID season, not bad. Y'all went three into only played five games. So to be honest with you, really not the I guess not the most that you could go off of since it is a COVID year, COVID season and whatnot. And, you know, prep is all over the place as well. So maybe not the most accurate, but just looking at what we got here, we have a very wide variety of wins and losses. So we start off with, um, I think this is, what is this? This is October 9th against Palmer. Y'all blew them out as you should, 66 to 12. You know, we've covered their, well, I've covered their quarterback and running back. And so they got some guys, but, you know, that's a team that y'all should definitely have beaten. Then the next week, you play a tougher team in Fountain Fort Carson. Y'all lost 61 to 28. You know, our boy Q Jones is on that team. We did an interview with him. And by the time this interview releases, hopefully that interview would have released and whatnot. But that's that's a tough one in general. You know, they're mm-hmm. a tough defensive team. They, they, you know, hung with Palmer Ridge for a really long time. So that's no slouch at all. But, you know, 61 to 28, that's not as bad as some other teams they played. Um, at all so you know then y'all went on and i believe feel free to correct me here but i believe y'all won in double overtime against rampart 32 to 31 or was it just overtime yeah um yeah well i think it was double wait no it might have just been one overtime okay it was okay. a while ago i don't remember so <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's all good yeah i figured but 32 to 
32 to 31 you know rampart that's a that's a solid team led by kale cormani we've covered him as well we've done a breakdown of him and so that's a that's a grit win for sure right there and that's something you love to see then that carries over to mesa ridge um kind of another game that y'all should have won but y'all really you know made a statement here beating them 47 to 7 and then y'all lost to Pueblo South 35 to 28. Another pretty solid program. Uh, this program's probably one that has been a little bit more dominant in recent years, but this was a little bit more of a rebuilding season. But still, they're always going to be tough though, just because that's who they are. They lost 35 to 28. And then I believe y'all barely missed out on, on the playoffs. Like I said, it's really only five games, so you know there are definitely plenty of teams here that made the playoffs that probably shouldn't have i'm kind of looking at pine creek right now who made it with a losing record somehow mm-hmm. and then somehow you have skyline right skyline up at yeah. longmont who went four and one or they might have went three and two like y'all and had a winning record but missed out on it but all of that being said you know how has well first off i want to ask you about that season so you know, in your opinion, how did you feel like this last season went? And, you know, were there any, I guess, really key games that stood out to you? Um, For sure. Uh, we definitely could have done better, obviously. I mean, we're such a young team. Uh, I mean, we obviously had some seniors. But right now, we're just we're just so young. A lot of our guys this year are juniors and sophomores going up a grade. Uh, so we're extremely young, and I'm really excited for our future. Um. I mean, we, yeah, we definitely should have done better. Um, but playing people like Q, Q's a great athlete, great running back. I mean, he, he's such a cool dude as well. Kale as well, playing Rampart. Man, Kale's a really good friend of mine. I really respect him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing guys like that, it's a lot of fun. Um, and they, they have really good teams behind them. So it's kind of hard sometimes to compete with them, but it's also a lot of fun to compete with them. So, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Alrighty then. So, with all that being said, how has this last season impacted your focus of this off season? And you know, I guess, what are some lessons that you learned uh, from that from this last season here? Yeah, well, first of all, COVID really, you know, messed with not only us but like everybody. We were we weren't able to like hit the weight room like we wanted to, and be able to practice with the team as much as we wanted to. We had to have like two separate groups. Um, to practice during the summer and like off season and so it was really a tough situation but um now this year with hopefully i'm praying that covid is going to be you know gone um right now we're already in the weight room so that's that's going to help us a lot we got some big linemen that i'm really excited for um bryce ahmed caleb you know all, all those guys i'm really excited for them um as well as, you know, my receivers and defense. I'm really excited for them to hit the weight room and be a bit stronger this year, as well as uh, being able to hit the field um, and just playing football and uh, practicing that. So, you know, when the season rolls around, we're bigger, faster, and stronger like we should be. And uh, hopefully this year it goes a lot better than it did last year. So, All right, then. That's what we love to hear. So speaking of next season, uh, how do you feel about this upcoming season here in the fall? And, you know, I I have to ask you this, but who do you think, other than y'all, is the team to beat? Like, who's that team that you feel like, all right, if we beat them, then, you know, we got a good road to uh, to state or what have you? Um, I'm not really too worried about that. I'm just worried about each game, you know, uh, 
being on your path to state isn't really about beating one team. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to take their season <laughs> one uh, game at a time. I'm very confident um, with our uh, with our schedule this season that we're going to be able to make it pretty far. And with my team, I know my guys like, love to compete, and I'm really excited for my guys. I'm really happy with the guys I got. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the season. All right. That's what we love to hear. That's a very mature answer, too, if I do say so myself. All right, then. Well, you know, this next season will be – an interesting one for sure, obviously. Well, hopefully it will be the first one, the first regular one after COVID. So we'll have to yeah, see sure. about that, you know. But, you know, just moving forward, there are a lot of teams here that are losing quite a bit of seniors. You know, obviously you're looking at Palmer Ridge, who lost a good amount of seniors, along with their head coach recently, Coach yeah. uh, Polford over there. We wish him all the best and whatnot as well. But, you know, that's kind of a transition year. Fountain Fort Carson, they're always going to be tough, but, you know, they are losing their guy, Q Jones, and a couple other guys as well, which, you know, you, you got to take in account for. And then, obviously, you got Rampart, who are losing their quarterback, who's a three-year starter. So, you know, it should be kind of wide open this year. I think we talked about it on the podcast, um, you know, y'all having a good shot at State and whatnot. But, obviously, you know, it is important to take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. All right, then. So, you know, with that being said, what do you need, in your opinion, what do you need to do differently this year to take that next step forward and do a little bit better? Um, I just think continuously we need each practice just need to, you know, be focused and not get off track and just, you know, know that we as a team have a shot. Um, so I'm really excited again for these guys, my team. I know my coaches are really excited as well. Um, hopefully again, obviously we don't have COVID, you know, messing with us, but I know my guys are really excited. I'm excited for them as well. So for sure. All right. And then one of the last questions here as we kind of wind down, but lastly, what are some goals that you still have for high school ball? What are some things that you have your mind goal wise? Um, just, just to play it out. I mean, like I said earlier, you only have one high school career. Um, so I'm, I'm just worried about, you know, hopefully not getting hurt and just continuing to play uh, my last two years here at Vista um, and making a college decision here in the next year or so. Um, but other than that, I'm really excited for my guys again. So. All right. Fair enough, man. Sounds good. Go ahead, Cody. Thank you, Simon. So yeah, we're like Simon said, we're, we're winding down and uh, you you shouted out some some people at the uh, you know when I asked about the resources that you've had so maybe this section's a little bit shorter but we just wanted to give you a, either you know an extended chance or I guess a more focused chance to you know say thank you or shout out anyone on the show who's been important to your academic or athletic career you know and has helped keep keep you on track and you know that could be family friends coaches or fellow players you know past present heading towards the future. So just want to give you some time to kind of address that and then share any lasting quotes or impressions you have for our listeners. Yeah. I just want to, you know, thank my coaches, coach Colin, and coach P. I mean, I can't do anything without them. Uh, Tim and coach Holland at Jenkins elite. I mean, I, there's no words to explain you guys is a uh, help to me. Uh, Mike and Jordan, I ground up again. I, lo I love those guys. They do a great job with what they do. Uh, my parents, obviously, uh, my money, time, and effort can't repay them with that. Um, but some guys I'll just shout out. Um, you know, some of my guys on the team. You know, you got BB Hills or Brandon Hills. 
one of our best receivers on the team. We got Gavin Jenkins, who's also hurt um, with the torn ACL, and I'm I'm really excited for him. I hope he's going to come back stronger this year. Um, Keyshawn Dooley, Keyshawn Bridges, some of them my guys, um, and Isaiah Garcia. Garcia. Those are some of my uh, receivers this year that I'm really excited for them. Um, you know, obviously Justice and my linemen, um, uh, Bryce, Ahmed, Caleb, all those guys. I'm really excited for you guys. Um, hopefully, you know, this year, hope it doesn't mess us up again. But, you know, I'm really excited for our team, and I love my guys, and I hope they feel the same way about me. So I'm really excited for the season. Thank you so much for sharing, and, you know, love hearing about uh, – I don't think anyone has talked about – I guess, like the team as much as you have up until this point in our interviews. So we appreciate you sharing and shouting them out and, you know, just emphasizing, you know, at every single point. And I think that that's a good mentality for you to have heading into this off season is just how important it is to do everything as a team. And, yeah. you know, that a lot of people take it for granted, just how much of a team sport is, uh, you know, how much football is a team sport and, you know, arguably like the most crucial team sport where you know you really do need everybody to do their job to be successful mm -hmm. whereas you know some other sports one person could take over a game but in football you you need at least one other person to do their job basically so yeah. um we appreciate you talking about that and wish you nothing but the best heading forward that does it for this episode of Playmakers Corner Interviews. I've been Cody Stauffer, joined here by Brayden Dorman, and we thank Brayden so much for coming onto the show. And obviously, my other co-host, Simon, here. And, you know, stay tuned for more interviews. Catch up on our older interviews, you know, that are going to be out all over the place. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. And follow us on social medias if you haven't already. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And also follow Brayden Dorman on Twitter and Instagram as well. But thank you all so much for joining us for this episode and peace.